Welcome to Bill's Poetique. This is your life. OMG. Oh my gosh, I'm back. How's it going? This is Bill Watkins. You're listening to Bill's Poetique coming to you every Saturday, roughly. Last week, it was almost like Saturday and Sunday because I flubbed the recording with my, I hope I can someday say friend, but certainly uh, my colleague and a great poet, Sarah Berkeley Tolchin. Uh, we had a nice interview over the phone, then I flubbed the uh, recording and uh, I had to make amends and sort of write an article and uh, took, it was like a 24-hour podcast that uh, came out a sleek uh, two hours and 40 minutes, the podcast in total. I mean, it's just incredibly long, but good. Length, what does length have to do with with um, the goodness of something? The I don't know. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go for two hours and 40 minutes tonight or in this podcast this time around. Uh, um, anywho, moving forward, I... Supposed to have a guest tonight, Don Kingfisher. Um, oh, shoot. It'd be good to get his name right. Um, bum. How do I get out of this mode? I'm still trying to figure out Anchor app here for doing these podcasts. I sure did think I could do other stuff while I was recording. I've done that before, but for some reason, um, it's not working right now. Unbelievable. Ah, oh, there you go. That's good. So Don Kingfisher was Campbell was supposed to come by. Missing in action. We made a poem together. Kind of interesting. Second time in a few weeks, I've composed a poem with someone, alternating lines, almost like a chess game where I gave in this case, Don the title, and then I took the first line, and so on. And we made a poem called She Won't Be Home for Christmas. It's very fun and interesting. I hope Don comes around and helps me. I don't know what happened to Don, so I hope he's all right. I know he does a poetry reading and a poetry group uh, in Pasadena every Sunday night, North sort of in the northeast Pasadena in the mountains, really pretty spot, public library um, up there. But uh, we'll see about that. I prepared some other things. I'm making an amends letter right now. Anyone tried recovery in the 12 steps? So I started that a long time ago. February 7th, 1995, I had a spiritual awakening. I started telling the truth. I've been into the truth ever since. I'm a big fan. All problems stem stem from getting away from the truth. Some might call the truth God's will or what's right for you, um, where you're supposed to be, where you are. Um, It's a very healthy process. Anyways, making amends, it's one of the 12 steps. Two times it mentions amends. Or is it three times? Step eight, um, made a fearless and searching. No, I'm sorry, that's step four. Step eight is 
We made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And step nine after that long process of listing, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So high in the list is my first crush and uh, just trying to square this person up once at least, having have an adult to adult honest conversation with this person. Not easy to do all the time, is it? People move, people get married to someone else, they have full families and things going on and careers, and you're sitting there just trying to heal a part of you. Maybe it's a part of them that needs healing too, but you can't control that, and you can't, you know, make someone uh, do something. You can ask though found in life at 47 years old, you can always ask. You can annoy people if you ask too much, I suppose, but what the heck, just be yourself. Got a concern, let someone know. So making this amends letter, I could probably wait till we do some poetry. Won't go out until the mail post. Too many lights are on in my house. I'm gonna start turning them off. Otherwise, what comes when you turn on a bunch of lives? You're, uh, excuse me, lights and you're up in the mountains. Moths. Whoa, humongous spider just showed up. I'm in the mountains, nature happens. Hold the phone. So I got rid of the spider. Anyways, moths, moths show up when you have too many lights on, so I turned off some lights. So Don and I composed a poem together. Hopefully he'll call in soon. He just said he's driving home. Whatever that means, no, he'll hopefully check in. Meantime, I have some <clears throat> some poetry to go over. Fudging moths. God bless it. I just want to on a moth killing spree. I, I hope that's not offensive to anyone. All right, what else is in there? I open up the door for two seconds. A bunch of moths get in, all kinds of insanity. I'm trying to get rid of a big spider. It's really fun out here, though. In general, I'm really enjoying where I live. Um, so I'll save the poem Don and I made. Um, I wrote a poem or two this week, and there's about eight or ten poets that I wanted to get into a wee bit. I did um, a, long, a Longfellow-esque poem called Vex Not, Don't Get Vexed, Don't Get Worried sort of poem. It's on my website, and I'll perform it right now. We smile heading up the hill. Vex not. Life is but a game of thrills. Vex not. Every ill and fear is false evidence appearing real. Go to the mountaintop and tell God how you feel. Vex not. For the grave, as Longfellow did say, is not life's goal. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust cannot cloud nor dirty the soul. Vex not. Oops. Climb up or down. Do work every single day. Work is force multiplied by distance. Don't worry. Physics and science meet with the spirit too. In a place both artists and scientists equally call truth. Call on major forces to align and believe honestly. It's the youth we want in you, not the jaded adult. So off we go. Another day 
off so off we go another day today ah this poem's bad no okay i was gonna rat on my poem i don't know if i get it that little line i just made so off we go another day today doing everything we can to be as children to enter heaven quoting gospels then Native American chiefs are next. Wisdom flows like waterfalls. Good luck trying to catch one. Like sand through hands, each rock a boulder of cells in the universe under a microscope. Searching we seek, finding we found. Asking the key step after admitting we can never do it all alone. Vex not. It's not as late as you think. Vex not. Time is such a relative thing. Peace is at the and if we live and love now like a child, be about it, and I'll be rooting, uh, rooting you on from the clouds. Vex not, not on my watch. Vex not. How about a game of hopscotch? Vex not. Love today, then strong and sure. Read Longfellow with a firm and ample base. Now and ascending and secure. Henry and Henrietta shall tomorrow find its place. Vex not, or do. It's whatever makes that smile in you. Do nothing. Do everything. We have to give it all away sometime, so why not grow a tree? Vex if you want to. Go with the flow of all you dream to. There's the cycle. Once on, we live forever. A comfort to the vexing type. Give up all to get everything tonight. Decent. All right, that's it for me. Waiting for Dawn. I'll go over some things. Emily Dickinson I looked at today. I'm not a huge fan. It's just quite often not for me. I was just looking through an anthology I like. And one poem had a lot of images and detail I thought was cool. It's called In the Garden. It's part eight, it would appear, of a bigger work she wrote called In Winter, I think. Let's see. Yeah, because that has quotes. Anyways, in the garden, a bird. Eh, reading glasses. Come on now. A bird came down the walk. He did not know I saw. He bit an angleworm in halves and ate the fellow raw. And then he drank a dew from a convenient grass and then hopped sideways to the wall to let a beetle pass. He glanced with rapid eyes that hurried all, all abroad. They looked like frightened beads, I thought. He stirred his velvet head like one in danger, cautious. I offered him a crumb, and he unrolled his feathers and rowed him softer home. Then oars divide the ocean, too silver for a seam. Or butterflies, off banks of noon, leap, plashless as they swim. There's a lot of nice things in there. Just reporting, reporting nature, making it pretty, kind of Longfellow-esque as well. She had this a flow and a rhythm and a cadence, not unlike a good Longfellow poem. It's just describing a little moment in time and why not? That's what poets do and add to that a little beauty and you've got yourself a decent poem. What else? This this volume, I'm going to read Andrew Young, Scottish great Scottish poet. This volume, I believe, is second, called The White Blackbird. Not as good for me as his first uh, effort called Winter Harvest, which is incredible. I'm going to read something from that. 
But I'm going to look at Andrew Young in a poem called The Wood. Short. Oh, wood, now you are dark with summer, your birds grow dumber, and ink-stained leaves of sycamore slide slowly down and hit your floor. But there are other signs I mark, in ivy with the sunlight wet, and dried rain streaming down your bark, a withered limb, a broken shoulder, signs that since first we met, even you, O oh wood, have grown a little older. Well, what about the poet? Did he grow older? He could have gone back and forth with some of his changing uh, and his aging, but he stayed short and just said something to the wood. Um, should we try another from this volume before I go on? The, the bird. The blackbird darted through the boughs, trailing his whistle in a shrill dispute. Why do you loiter near our house? But I was mute. Though as he perched with sidelong head, sidelong head, I might have said, I never notice nests or lovers in hedges or in covers. I have enough to do in my own way to be unnoticed, too. Yeah, short little poems. Not, not Andrew Young's very best that I can tell. Winter Harvest. I have these um, first editions that are kind of fun. Um, Andrew. Andrew was a great poet. I call him the Scottish Robert Frost. Did such a he does such a nice job with nature and bringing it alive. I have Robert Frost later. I have Dylan Thomas, Francis Allen Watkins Harper again. I've got Ella Wheeler Wilcox again. I've got John Ferguson, uh, another Scottish poet. I said Frost, Maya Angelou again, and that'll do it. And hopefully uh, Don will come. We'll talk some shop. And go for another three hours. No, I don't know. This poem called In December. Don't know if I've done this recently, but In December by Andrew Young. Great Scottish poet on my website a bit. and Fantastic. I watched the dung cart stumble by leading the harvest to the fields. That from cow buyer and stall and sty the farmstead in the winter yields. <laughs> I forgot to look up cow buyer. Um, shoot, but it's such a, gosh, we're going to talk about a sentence again. Remember last week we did a sentence by Sarah Berkeley Tolchin from her first poem in that volume I read, and what a great sentence it was. That was from Sarah's uh, What Just Happened, and we uh, had read, I'd read Cracking Open, and she re she wrote this sentence, Should I grow older and the light more distant? Small animals hiding under the skirts of evening. I'd like my heart to be without conditions, to crack each day a little more open. Just a great sentence with a lot in it. Young's got a great sentence in here, although, let's see, cow buyer. Let's look up cow buyer and see what it says. <laughs> Is it a place? Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Now, a buyer, plural, chiefly in Britain, a barn, especially one used for keeping cattle. Boom. That was easy. Sometimes it's difficult. That was easy. Let's do this sentence again. It's just the first stanza of the poem uh, called In December. That's where we are right now. Fitting. Winter. This is from Winter Harvest by Andrew Young, his first, um, first 
book that I know of. Anywho, what year was this? 33, I want to guess. 1930s. Yeah, 1933, middle of the Great Depression in the United States. I'm starting to believe there is a country there again. I'm coming around to this country in the north. That country between Mexico and Canada calls itself the United States of America. I'm starting to come around to it. My book called The Land Thief and the main character of it have really helped me to to see the, the British struggle. And I see, I've seen more. I still think there was land theft, but I'm starting to see the bigger picture and see a country forming that might have hope in its current state to, to make amends to Native America and African Americans and the Kennedy family, among others, and start telling the truth and uh, become less violent, less gun-obsessed. And it could does have hope. Anyways, December. In December, the first sentence here is the first stance of this poem. I watched the dung cart stumble by, leading the harvest to the fields, that from cow buyer and stall and sty, the farmstead in the winter yields. <laughs> That's a good sentence. There's a lot going on. Let's just leave out the details and, and go with the beginning and end. I watched the dung cart stumble by the farmstead. Now you can't do that. Leading the, the harvest to the fields. The extra is that from cow buyer and stall and sty. The farmstead in the winter yields. Huh. All right. Like shocks in a reaped field of rye, the small black heaps of lively dung sprinkled in the grass meadow lie, licking the air with smoky tongue. This is earth's food that man piles up and with his fork will thrust on her and earth will lie and slowly sup with her moist mouth through half the year. Oh, what? How are you doing with nature? Are you one with the fields and the nature and farming? And oh, beautiful words too. We're gonna do Dylan Thomas, who just just put a bunch of hyphens and words together so well. Who else did that? The British poet laureate. Um, what's his face? Sorry. Let me look around what I've been doing. I was looking for, oh yeah, Ted Hughes. I was thinking of Ted Hughes. Just folks who just throw great words and combinations. Almost like shocking the system and waking you up. I watched the dung cart stumble by, leading the harvest to the fields. That from cow buyer and stall and sty, the, farm, the farmstead in the winter yields. Like shocks in a reaped field of rye, the small black heaps of lively dung. Sprinkled in the grass meadow lie, licking the air with smoky tongue. This is earth's food that man piles up and with his fork will thrust on her. And earth will lie and slowly sup with her moist mouth through half the year. That's as good a poem as you can get for my money. It's just an awesome, awesome, glorious expression of dung, man. 
of fertilizer, of just flat out poop, recycled so the earth can eat and give us food so we can eat. Cycle of life. That is just awesome. I'm going to save the next poem in that volume for another day because that's enough. And what did Mary Poppins say? Enough is as good as a, as a feast. All right, Don hasn't uh, contacted me yet. This one's a little more old school and subtle. Not as many wild words going on. From John Ferguson, Scotland. When we look up his, his year of activity almost every week. John Ferguson. Let's look up John in Scotland. I want to say... All right, John Ferguson, 1882 to 1928. Not a very long life. Lived to middle age. Um, 1882 to 1928. Scottish poet. Let's see what I picked out from a little volume called On Vimy Ridge and Other Poems. This is really just chronicling Scotland and places where he he dwelled and hung out so you kind of see a place and you kind of if you don't you're not from there you kind of have to look it up drinking some water staying hydrated up here about a mile up in the air Guanajuato Mexico all right this one's called calendar not spelled like the one the Roman calendar that we use to mark the days. It's C-A-L-L-A-N-D-E-R, a place in Scotland. And let's hear what, it's on a, on a river, that much I know. And let's see what John Ferguson has to say about calendar. Old calendar's a sleepy place where old men sit about and doze and old dogs lie with paws together and dream away the sunny weather and wait for the long day's close. Mm -hmm. A, B, C, B, C. <laughs> okay, but anyway, it's got a rhyming scheme here. Old calendar has one old bridge, the river, it goes quiet below, till past the gray old stones nearby where all the gray old people lie, and the wind moves the grass to and fro. And down the waters by a wood of young green oaks that make a glade, there is a shadow-haunted pool, and shouting boys go there from school and bathe in the greenlit shade. And with deep breathings, they will run along the wood with joyous screams, half-frightened by the murmuring bees, young naked boys among green trees, and the old men will stir in their dreams. Old calendar's a sleepy place, the quiet river it runs slow, till past the gray old stones nearby, where all the old gray people lie, and a boy that was drowned long ago. Hmm. You choose how much is metaphor and how much is real. What's he recording that's actually there? What is he trying to say? Old calendar has but one bridge. 
it goes past that river it goes past the gray old stones nearby where the old where all the gray old people lie are these people living or dead and are the stones their graves their gravestones the gray old stones near i mean i'm thinking it's he's going the river goes by a cemetery that's my thought could be old people actually looking looking on with a bunch of stones around them um down waters by you have a juxtaposition don't you have of the the boys the little boys children and the old or the dead and that's uh the old stones nearby where the old gray people lie and a boy that was drowned long ago was the boy actually drowned is this a real thing or was the boy and the man drowned yeah old calendar it's a sleepy place decent reason to write a poem is to chronicle a place and let people know how I am going to switch over to my interview with Don Kingfisher Campbell real quick. It's not a complete interview. We're going to finish it up next week. But we started talking, and this is what it is so far. And then I'll come back to Ferguson and the rest of my poetry uh, for the night. Hello? Hello, Bill? There he is. How you doing, Don? Pretty good. Trying to increase the volume here. Okay. Increase it. Cool, man. Hey, so this is Bill's Poetique for everyone. I'm talking with Don Kingfisher Campbell, poet extraordinaire, uh, teacher for many years, it would appear, also. And uh, you probably just come from the poetry event over in Pasadena, I would think, right? That's right. Yeah. So every every Saturday, 3 p.m., Don heads up a poetry group. What's the name? What's Saturday the name? afternoon poetry. <laughs> they, hey, we keep it simple. There are times to keep it simple. Hey, very cool. Thanks so much, Don, for coming on, man. My pleasure. Yeah. So I was in my little intro. I was hoping we'd connect. And I mentioned already that you and I made a poem together. I found it really interesting. Um, quickly, how did, I don't know, like, how did you find it? What was it like for you? Or had you, have you, had you ever done anything like that before? Write a poem with someone, alternating lines. Yeah. I mean, there's this, this thing called an exquisite corpse. Have you heard of that? A what now? An exquisite corpse. No, I don't know what that is. It's a poem that you write uh, with at least one other person. It can be more than one. Okay. And uh, you're trading off lines. Oh, that's what we did. Yeah. Exquisite corpse. An exquisite corpse. That's what they call it. It becomes... There's an element of it, uh, I guess, like ad lib. Remember the um, the little magazine ad lib 
I don't know. It's an it's a neat it was a neat exercise. I enjoyed it. I hope you did. I thought it was yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I mean, okay, so we'll get to it. We'll, let's now. Oh, I say I said we're gonna get to it. Do you have it? Do you have access to uh, it in completed form that you can read? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember where it is. You sent me an email. So I sent you an email, and I sent Microsoft Word copy. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. I did both PDF and um, Word. <laughs> so hopefully you can grab it and this time maybe say the lines that you made. I marked them red for me, blue for you. Okay, I'm trying to go to my poetry emails and keep them in a separate folder. Hmm. And can we do more than one thing? You're looking. Can I ask you about uh, something else? Hold on here. So do you, uh, now let me get your ambiance. You're around, you're home, I'm home. You have access to poetry you like in case you wanted to share something or or plug something. Okay. I think it's like guys like uh, people like people like us. That's almost always the the case. Don, what I Don, uh, what I was thinking of doing for a couple of weeks since I knew you were going to be on, I wouldn't have been opposed to us having a journal out or you. I'll tell the, the listeners at home that uh, Don, in my experiences with Don, hanging out and going to the three o'clock Saturday uh, poetry, he'll Don will you'll write a poem on the spot. You know what I mean? Like right. You get ex- you get excited or inspired on something. You just start going. You're just going to start writing it right there. Is that correct? Do I have you right? That usually happens, yeah. <laughs> In the workshop. Yeah. Hello, hello? We experiencing technical difficulties here. Hello. <laughs> hmm. Anybody there? What happened? Okay, let's see where that poem is. It's only on my phone. Let's see. Are you there? Hello, are you, I'm here. Are you there? Yeah, I, I lost you there for a minute. Now, how is your internet? Do you have a good Wi-Fi connection? I use a hotspot for my phone. So what I basically did right now, I, I turned it off on the computer, so it's strictly on the phone. Maybe that was part of the problem. It might have, it had to load for a second, probably. Yeah. Okay. So we're I, in I business. Just I cut it on the computer, so we're strictly on the phone. Okay. 
Um, that was me drinking water. I had to drink a lot of water. I'm up a, a mile up here, Don. I'm in Guanajuato, Mexico. That's where I live now. I'm spending time here writing a book and whatnot. Um, so I got to drink a lot of water. It's kind of dry and it's you know altitude. So forgive me. I'm going to take a few sips here and there. And the cliche goes, is that bottled water? <laughs> right? They talk about the quality of the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. It's bottled, definitely goes bottled. They, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten, I had Montezuma's Revenge uh, in 1995 down here. I, I, got, I got creamed. I got a little uneasy, frankly, the first couple of weeks here. There was just a little uneasiness in the tummy. Yeah, it's, it exists. It's just different. But um, all I was saying was, I was, when we got cut off, Don, was mm. to write, you'll write a poem and you'll just start scribbling. What I tend to do, um, I write titles down. I'll, I'll put titles in, my, in some notes as I go through my day. Um, but but uh, to everyone there, um, uh, you'll just flat, literally write a poem on the spot, which is kind of fun. If, if that happens tonight, uh, feel uh, free, free to let me know and we'll, we'll, uh, We'll per, we'll get into that performance, um, but well, we'll, I'm, let's I'm do. Too well armed with poems at the ready, so that may not happen. Yeah. Okay, we don't need. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I me too. I'm pretty armed. Uh, she won't be home for Christmas. Let's go for that. And then I, um, of all your stuff, I kind of was reading through what's online. I got a Trump one out. Do you like? Do you like that one? Would you be willing to maybe perform after we perform a Twilight in the Trump Zone? Do you have access to that? Oh, yeah, I have access to that poem, sure. I mean, I was I'll, just... I'll open it. Uh, right yeah. Now. That's something if you want to look, uh, try to hunt down from little blog site or website. And yeah, I, there's a link because it got published. Yeah. There it is. There it is. So, um, but when you're ready let, and, and you're armed... We will do She Won't Be Home for Christmas, which I can – oh, shoot. I'm looking up at – I'm looking – are you there? Yes. Huh. That's interesting. I'm looking at my screen, and I see nothing that says we're recording. Well, over here I'm getting a signal that you're recording. It says two people are recording. We're nine minutes and 15 seconds into the recording. And I've got the poem. My side's not recording. This is weird. That's so weird. Um, gosh. What a, I'm not it takes time to get used to this. It's just one thing after another. Oh, I don't know what to do. But you're, it says it's recording over there? Yeah, over here it says two people are recording. We're nine minutes and 53 seconds in. Bill Watkins connected and me. And there's a little red button at the bottom to click for finishing the recording. It's a, a little red button is for what? To finish recording. Oh, I guess okay. that's to end the recording. But I haven't pressed it. The clock is still ticking. All right. That 
I, huh. All right, Don. Let's you just go for it. Um, my end, I got nothing. Um, you could try to restart if you want. Um, <clears throat> that's all right. Let's just let's just let's just have fun with it. Let's go. And okay. I don't know. Can be yeah, let's just go. The real thing. We don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Um, oh, okay. Two people are recording. Now I have the screen where that's on. Okay, I'm excited now. All right. Let's go for the, uh, the one we did together. And I'll preface only that I, I think I already told people before you came on. Okay, this is called She Won't Be Home for Christmas. Uh, that's Don's title. But we'll just, I will stop talking now. And but Don, problem, you go with problem. it. Uh, I'm afraid to close this screen. If I close the screen, does it end the recording? It shouldn't. Because then it I'm going to close the screen and me. find your message. Is that okay? Yeah, I believe you don't just don't use the word that says finish recording. Don't use an X. No, but I if won't. You just, if you I'll close the window. Your screen, you should be okay. Another window. Okay, should so be okay. Goes. I hope so. All right. Did you do it? Yeah, you can hear me still, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good sign. Okay, yeah, I've got the poem. All right. So I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's you're in blue, I'm in red, like literally. So from the top, uh, you you go, start it. Okay, she won't be home for Christmas. Bye. You can say by your name if you want, Don Kingfisher Campbell and Bill Watkins. Okay, I'm going to just read the first line. Ready? Go ahead. As Matoax sailed away in the spring of 1616, she spent the day packing her things and wondered if she'd ever return to Wingandakoa, a place the English called Virginia. She's on her way to another life. But how can she ever forget her land, her people, her father? You there? Hello? Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello? Where'd you go, Don? But how can she ever forget her land, her people, her father? That's your cue, John. I mean, Don, sorry. Come on now. So many technical difficulties. Oof. There's the internet for you. I hope he didn't spontaneously combust like a Charles Dickens character from Bleak House. That would be a bummer. I got to write that screenplay too. I pledge to write screenplays while I'm waiting for Dom for I'm last podcast 
I was triggered to knowing that I wanted to do a project. Um, I'm writing Dombey and Son right now, screenplay. I will do Bleak House. I will do Barnaby Rudge. And, and I'm hereby announcing I'm going to do David Copper, Copperfield in a way that hasn't been done before. Figure out a, an angle. Do something awesome with that. It's my favorite of all the books. Um, which other book should I do? Definitely not Little Dorrit. That was sexist and not going to do Edwin Drood. That was warmongering. Um, I could do Nicholas Nickleby. I haven't read Nicholas Nickleby fully yet, so I've got to finish that someday, possibly. See how it goes. Um, I want to be that guy. I want to write. I want to bring Dickens to Hollywood. Don, anybody there? No. We might have to start over again here. All right. So we did calendar. This thing keeps cutting out this anchor app. That's a very interesting um, poem about another place in Scotland. I've just been talking with Don Kingfisher Campbell, doing, trying to do our poem. Had some internet difficulties. I'm still learning how to do this. Um, so, moving on, got some other poems by other poets that I wanted to do. This is a simple poem, heartfelt by. Francis Ellen Watkins Harper. I started getting interested in this poet, born circa 1820, free to free slaves, um, for, to free African-American people, um, Maryland. Her name, she is a Watkins, and Francis as well. Both are family names. I just sometimes think we may be related in that in that insane circumstance of the day of slave owner slave and then so and really the tragedy of that in so many ways uh cultures lost by that slave trade um not lost but certainly injured at the least uh, i mean it's 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 a long conversation I think of it sometimes that conversation oh not just slavery but let's say reparations and what we can do to make amends up there in the United States um, gosh it's a country I'm starting to as I said believe in again possibly after doing my project uh, it's pretty cool that I got that out of writing my book some forgiveness of uh, what white people have done, but there's a long way to go. Um, anyways, this poem is called The Crocuses. This is a beautiful flower. I looked it up. Look up crocus, C-R-O-C-U-S-E-S. -E beautiful blue flower. Um, 
and she's written a poem. She wrote a poem about that. I have an old volume just called Poems from uh, her era, 19th century. They heard the south wind sighing, a murmur of the rain, and they knew that earth was longing to see them all again. While snowdrops still were sleeping beneath the so silent sod, they felt their new life pulsing within the dark, cold clod. Not a daffodil nor daisy Oops. had dared to raise its head. Not a fair-haired dandelion peeped timid from its bed. Though a tremor of the winter did shivering through them run, yet they lifted up their foreheads to greet the vernal sun, and the sunbeams gave their, them welcome, as did the morning air, and scattered o'er their simple robes, rich tints of beauty rare. Soon a host of lovely flowers from vales and woodland burst, but in all that fair procession the crocuses were the first, first to weave the earth a chaplet, to crown her dear old head, and to beautify the pathway where winter still did tread. And her loved and white-haired mother smiled sweetly neath the touch when she knew her faithful children were loving her so much. It's pretty simple, straightforward. It's got that, I always call it Longfellow-esque. It's your basic rhyme and meter scheme, four-line stanzas. I, I shouldn't compare everything to Longfellow, but I guess I'm a fan. Um, good stuff. Dylan Thomas is now in my hands. Favorite poet of Sarah Berkeley Tolchin, she told me last week, which surprised me. And I, I had this theory that women read women ultimately and men read men. I mean, deep, deep down. But I think my theory might be just horse manure. Probably not necessarily true, just true for me. I I gravitate at the end of the day. I, I love uh, reading women, their work, and I love female poets and writers and Jane Austen and the movies that have come from that, and I love uh, probably my favorite movie period of, of any kind right now is Pride and Prejudice from 2005. Um, Kira Knightley starred in that. Joe Wright presented it as the director, and it just celebrated England so beautifully, and it's so great. However, my top three poets are... Uh, not are a lot of people's favorites, but I mean, I I go back to these dudes: Shakespeare, Longfellow, Frost is my core, um, and uh, and then you go into novelists, and I have Dickens, and it's just dudes, dude, even uh, Dostoevsky. I don't know, but I might just be that might just be me. Anyways, Dylan Thomas, Welsh, of course. Um, I have here a paperback and my hardbacks in storage of collected poems um, by Dylan Thomas, what he put together. It's in his prologue. You can see right here. When was this first out? Copyright 1938 at first, and then you have a last date here, 1957. 
Dylan Thomas was a part of this editing, and he writes a note. The prologue in verse, so he makes a prologue to his collection in verse. And I'm going to try to read that, I think, tonight. It's wild and crazy, Dylan Thomas stuff. The prologue in verse written for this collection, collected edition of my poems, is intended as an address to my readers, the strangers. Okay. This book contains most of the poems I've written and all up to the present year that I wish to preserve. Some of them I have revised a little, but uh, if I went on revising everything that I now do not like in this book, I should be so busy that I would not have no time to write, uh, to try to write new poems. I read somewhere of a shepherd who, when asked why he made from within uh, fairy rings ritual observances to the moon to protect his flocks, he replied, I'd be a damn fool if I didn't. These poems, with all their crudities, doubts, and confusions, are written for the love of man and in praise of God, and I'd be a damn fool if they weren't. Hmm. Why do you write? Why do you make art? For Dylan... It's the love of man and in praise of God. Huh. I think he liked words, too. This is his prologue to this collection. I better take a drink of water. This is serious stuff. All right, let's see if we can do this. This day winding down now at God's at God-speeded summer's end, in the torrent salmon sun, in my sea-shaken house on a breakneck of rocks, tangled with chirrup and fruit, froth, flute, fin, and quill, at a wood's dancing hoof, by scummed starfish sands, with their fishwife cross gulls, pipers, cockles, and sails, out there, crow-black, men tackled with clouds, who kneel to the sunset nets, geese nearly in heaven, boys stabbing in herons, and shells that speak seven seas, eternal waters away from the cities of nine, of nine days night, whose towers will catch in the religious wind like stalks of tall dry straw. At poor peace I sing to you strangers, though song is a burning and crested act, the fire of birds and the world's turning wood for my son play a uh, splay sounds out of these sea thumbed leaves that will fly and fall like leaves of trees and as soon crumble and undie undie into the dog dayed night seaward the salmon <laughs> I think I'm too tired for this Dude is throwing words at us, isn't he? Words and images. Holy moly. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm really going to do the rest of this. It's really long. I think I'm going to stop right there. Now for Ella Wheeler Wilcox. I'm actually giving Longfellow a break tonight, but I'm coming back to Ella. 
with the poem Illusion from Poems of Power, circa 1880s, but I have a volume from 1902 or three. Here we go. God and I in space alone and nobody else in view. And where are the people? Oh, Lord, I said, the earth below and the sky overhead and the dead whom I once knew. That was a dream, God smiled and said, a dream that seemed to be true. There were no people, living or dead. There was no earth and no sky overhead. There was only myself in you. Why do I feel no fear, I asked, meeting you here this way? For I have sinned, I know full well. And is there heaven? And is there hell? And is this the judgment day? Nay, those were but dreams, the great God said, dreams that have ceased to be. There are no such things as fear or sin. There is no you. You never have been. There is nothing at all but me. All right, Maya Angelou moment from the complete poetry. In hardback, I've got a Zorro man. Here, in the wombed womb, silk purple drapes flash a light as subtle as your hands before lovemaking. Here, in the covered lens, I catch a clitoral image of your general inhabitation, long and like a late dawn in winter. Here, this clean mirror traps me unwilling in a gone time when I was love and you were booted and brave and trembling for me. All right, off to Frost. The Tuft of Flowers. I believe that's from his first, uh, first book, A Boy's Will. I went to turn the grass once after one, excuse me. I went to turn the grass once after one who mowed it in the dew before the sun. The dew was gone that made his blade so keen before I came to view the leveled scene. I looked for him behind an aisle of trees. I listened for his whetstone on the breeze. But he had gone his way, the grass all mown. And I must be as he had been alone. As all must be, I said within my heart, whether they work together or apart. But as I said it, swift there passed me by, on noiseless wing, a bewildered butterfly, seeking with memories grown dim or night some resting flower of yesterday's delight. And once I marked his flight go round and round, as where some flower lay withering on the ground. And then he flew as far as I could see, and then on tremulous wing came back to me. I thought of questions that have no reply, and would have turned to toss the grass to dry. But he turned first and led my eye to look at a tall tuft of flowers beside a brook, a leaping tongue of bloom 
the scythe had spared. Beside a reedy brook, the scythe had bared. The mower in the dew had loved them thus, by leaving them to flourish, not for us, nor yet to draw one thought of ours to him, but from sheer morning gladness at the brim. The butterfly I had lit upon, nevertheless, a message from the dawn that made me hear the waking birds around and hear his long scythe whispering to the ground and feel a spirit kindred to my own so that henceforth I worked no more alone, but, but glad with him I worked as with his as with his aid, and weary, sought at noon with him the shade, and dreaming, as it were, held brotherly speech with one whose thought I had not hoped to reach. Men work together, I told him, from the heart, whether they work together or apart. Whew, a lot of technical difficulties this show. I'm going to end sort of uh, early this time. And look for Don Kingfisher Campbell next week. We're going to finish our poem. Get, he's going to get to a good internet connection, which I found out this week is very important. And I'll fit him in because I I'll also plan to have Terry Joyce, comedian, political commentarist, uh, nice person, a friend of mine from Pasadena area, uh, will be on. She was in uh, star starred in the last comic standing. Um, has been at a uh, player at the Pasadena Playhouse and well, done a bunch of stuff. And she'll talk about whatever she wants to talk about, but we'll, we'll try to fit in a Christmas poem. Twas the night before Christmas we might do, alternating lines, have fun with that, maybe perform. Um, she's not one to write poems, she said, very much at all. But uh, we'll just hang out and hopefully have a good time. And, uh, again, fit in Dawn finish up our poem together uh she won't be home for christmas so we'll just do a whole christmas show next time and we'll end early tonight god bless i love you all have a nice week and thanks for hanging out peace you've been listening to bill's poetique you have a nice night morning afternoon and we'll see you next time Saturdays is usually when I post. Have a great one. Bye-bye. I am going to switch over to my interview with Don Kingfisher Campbell real quick. It's not a complete interview. We're going to finish it up next week. But we started talking, and this is what it is so far. And then I'll come back to Ferguson and the rest of my poetry uh, for the night.